0: And welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and welcome to Holy Week, where we'll walk in Jesus' steps to the cross to understand what he and his disciples lived through in Jesus' last days as a human on earth. If you're new to the podcast, you can listen to my personal testimony in the first three episodes. I pray that as you hear this message today, it will encourage you to read the Gospels, the good news of Jesus' true salvation, your one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven. So please tap the subscribe button and also share this with your friends. I'm sure there's someone in your life who could use a little spiritual renewal. We all can. The episode will begin after this short message. (laughs) What would you think if your boss got on his or her knees and started polishing your shoes without warning? Okay, now that you've picked yourself off the floor from laughing hysterically at the thought, take this in. It really happened. Jesus did it. It's only recounted in the Gospel of John, in, in uh, John's chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. But the meaning of the humble task is immense. So they, the apostles with Jesus, were in the upper room, ready to celebrate the Passover meal when Jesus surprised his 12 apostles with his actions. First, he takes a towel and wraps it around his waist, much like a waiter would do and like the servants of his day did. Then he takes a pitcher and a basin and starts washing the disciples' feet. Now, living in Phoenix, I could understand how dusty feet can get when one's wearing sandals. Imagine back then where there were no paved roads or sidewalks um, and no cars or vehicles. Mostly everybody walked wherever they needed to go. the rich, you know, were were carried on um, what they call litters, um, but most of you know, the average, everyday people just walked. And the feet were the dirtiest part of the body. So we read in John chapter 13, verses 6 through 11. When, uh, when Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never, ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. Now, why did Jesus wash their feet? Well, first to show that those who believe in him will be cleansed from sin. Also, to show the fulfillment of one of the prophet Isaiah's prophecies. Fill the valleys and level the mountains and hills, straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. And that's in Isaiah 40 verse 4. He also did it to reiterate what he taught in other occasions, Um, like in Matthew 23, 12. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. You know, and when something is repeated several times in Scripture, in the Bible, God wants you to pay attention. (laughs) That's just the way he does things. He wants you to pay attention, understand it, grasp it. Okay, in Mark verse ten, 5, uh, chapter 10, verse 15, I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Jesus also did this to instill in them to love one another as they love him, uh, themselves. In Matthew 22, 34 through 40, Uh, We read, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, what is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Basically, God likes humility, and God hates pride, and vanity, and greed, and oh, I can go on. In fact, I have a podcast that I did some time ago on the Seven deadly Sins, which includes pride, so you can search for that and listen to it. If Jesus, the King of Kings, can get on his knees and wash his friend's feet, then we should be able to do the same. And the ultimate humiliation was still to come. Have you ever been betrayed by a friend or a family member? Even a a broken promise hurts. Someone you trust does something that is totally opposite their character, or, oh, or so you thought. That's what happened to Jesus. And he knew what was going to happen. Judas Iscariot. Judas. The name in modern day is associated with a traitor. Judas was the disciple's treasurer. He carried the disciple's money bag. And he was greedy. And it's also rumored that he used to pocket some of the money himself. He sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. And he went to the chief priests and asked them, what are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? And that's found in Matthew chapter 26, verses 14 through 16. A note the Gospel of John has Judas making the comment of the expensive perfume when Jesus was anointed in Bethany, also indicating that he used to help himself to what was put into the money bag. And that's in John chapter 12, verses 4 through 6. During the Last Supper, Jesus accuses Judas. And we read in Matthew 26, verses 20 to 25. When it was evening, Jesus sat down at the table with the twelve. When they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, am I the one, Lord? He replied, one of you who has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me, for the Son of Man must die as the scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It will be far better for that man if he had never been born. Judas, the one who would betray him, also asked, Rabbi, am I the one? And Jesus told him, you have said it. That's... One of the toughest parts of Holy Week. <sighs> okay, so Luke, in uh, in his recounting of the Last Supper and Jesus' betrayal, explains how a leader should be a servant. Um, as he uh, count, uh, recounts the story. And Jesus is, uh, is talking, this is in Luke chapter 22, verses 21 to 27. But here at this table sitting among us is a friend, is the man who will betray me, for it has been determined that the Son of Man must die. But what sorrow awaits the one who betrays him? The disciples began to ask each other which of them would ever do such a thing. Then they began to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. Jesus told them, in this world, the kings and great men lord it over their people. Yet they are called friends of the people. But among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. Who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here. For I am among you as one who serves. Everything comes back to humility. In this day and age where, where a tiny virus can bring governments to their knees, we need to realize that we, as mere humans, cannot do everything. We need God. We need the God who loves us so much that he humbled himself as a man and took all our sins, past, present, and future, onto his shoulders and then to the cross. Our walk through Holy Week is about to get very dramatic. Soli deo gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my Father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. The links are in the show website. There too, you'll find links to my two favorite free Bible study apps, Uversion Bible app, and Through the Word. These will make it easy for you to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be.